Welcome back to the Turn on the Music podcast. This is episode 10. This episode, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, cover bands. We're going to continue our discussion on that. And then we're going to talk about um, our a group that I love, a group called Mingo Fishtrap. Um, they're out of Austin, Texas. But before we do any of that, ladies and gentlemen, introducing CJ. <laughs> When did you do that? Uh, about an hour ago. <laughs> That's, that is hysterical. So for those that missed the episode two weeks ago, um, I, there were a couple of outtakes that uh, when I finally got a decent take, I forgot to introduce CJ. So I thought we would introduce him in a special way for the, for this episode. Um, so CJ, how are you today? Oh, good. That was, that was hysterical. I had no idea. That's hysterical. <laughs> Thank you. That's funny. Uh, Do it. You're welcome. Besides allergies, I'm doing good. Well, that's good. So it is just allergies. It's not yeah, sickness. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not sick. It's just allergies. It's the um, in the office that I'm in, the way the air turns on and everything, and the fact that like hallways are one temperature and the rooms are the other temperature. Gotcha. It's just it's just one of those th- one of those days. Yeah. So, but otherwise, yeah, good. that's good. I mean, yeah. we we talked about maybe um, you know not recording tonight and i was like you know what I, I think it's okay i don't think you sound terrible i mean you do sound a little bit different but as long as it doesn't hurt i think we're cool no i'm, I'm good i'm just i'll keep it on the low end <laughs> yes the low end <laughs> so funny so so how was uh how's the week going everything still crazy yeah it will be for a while but um it's yeah. next week uh the districts are off so for what i do oh, I, I can i can take some time to kind of play some catch up um, otherwise, you know, it's it's our busy season, so it's just going with the flow. Yeah, yeah. How about yourself? Um, about the same. You know, we're we're pretty busy. Um, tomorrow's going to be an interesting day because, um, being Good Friday tomorrow, um, it's a holiday for part of our company, but not the other part of the company, and so I'm gonna have a lot of people off, and I'll probably end up um working from home for half of the day which will be pretty cool because i don't get to do that very often that's nice it's not that bad yeah yeah so uh what are you listening to these days uh all right so i got a couple things which will lead us into the cover bit cool. the cover so i don't know if you want to go first with your mi- music and then we can leave okay yeah, yeah go sure. first well, well, what so, do you listen to um so it's easter time and um you know i've talked to you a little bit have i talked to you about the choir that I started yes, singing with? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so um, I start singing with the choir, and being that it's Easter, and this is the kind of time that I start to get back into choral music for some strange reason. Um, so a buddy of mine lives across the pond over in England, and he sent over um, a piece by, and I'm going to butcher this guy's name, um, Eric Eisenwalds. He's a, a Swedish, I believe, composer. Okay. Um, and the, the piece is called Only in Sleep. Um, and it is just absolutely gorgeous. I'll play a little bit of it just so you can kind of hear.
So it's just a gorgeous piece of music. Um, this is from the Trinity College Choir, which I believe is over in England. I don't know much about it. I've never heard of them before, um, but they're a great group. And I, I was before you signed on, I was just going through. I've got a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like nine different pieces. One of them is the Duraflay Requiem, which is one of my favorite choral pieces. Um, so I'm going to knock those out probably between tonight and tomorrow. Just an amazing group. That's awesome. Oh, it was that was beautiful, and yeah. the, that female vocalist at the beginning, what beautiful control and, and breath yeah. control. Yeah, and and this, I mean the choir is about forty people, and to be able to project over that, yeah, you know, I mean they were humming through most of it, but even further on in the piece, the the choir is is singing full out, and she's able to to distinguish herself among the voices. So that's awesome. Really, really kind of cool. Yeah. Was that so really- yeah, I've been listening to them. I've been listening to just a lot of choir music. Um, the Wartburg Choir from. Uh, Iowa, I believe they're in um, the Nordic Choir, Saint Olaf Concordia Choir from uh, Minnesota. So just kind of listening to choral music again because I'm a giant choir nerd. So now, are you listening to it because you're a choir nerd, or because of the fact that you're getting back into singing with choirs? I think again? it's I think it's both. Okay, you know, uh, so I mean, it all started. We're doing we're doing the Amen from um, Handel's Messiah in okay. a couple weeks. So I started listening to that again just to kind of get myself back into, because I haven't sung that since college. Um, and I have not, because of COVID, I haven't really been singing. So right, right, right. there's a bunch of high A's in there and I'm like, I got to get this back in my head, you know, so I can focus on the high A's and not kill myself. So um, I've been looking at that and then I was like, you know what? I forgot how awesome choral music is. I need to start getting back into that. So that's what I've been doing. That's awesome. It's funny you mentioned about singing in high A's. I uh, one of them, or what? What episode is this? Is this episode ten. So episode ten. The, yeah. The first episode, um, a friend of mine listened to it, and they were asking me about because I've talked about singing music of the night from Phantom of the Opera in mm-hmm. high school. Uh huh. And they asked, they're like, "Are you singing it again, or will you sing it again?" I said, I, "I'm not opposed to doing it again." But back in high school, I didn't have the high A that mm. the that the soloist was supposed to have. So the way the piece was kind of it was a <clears throat> excuse me, it was a singer with a choir, right? Purposely written that way. But what my mm. uh, choir director did was she wrote the high A into the female parts, so I didn't have to go up to the high A. Mm. I, I went up to whatever note she well, I forgot what note it was. Yeah, and I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, I have the high A now. Right. I just have to get back into the swing of things of getting that high yeah. out. Yeah. So it's very interesting that you say that. I was thinking that the yeah. same thing the other day. I'm like, oh, I really need to get back in the swing of things. But I, I think I would do the same thing you're doing. I'd start listening to choir music again mm-hmm. just to kind of get my ears back into that mode in a sense. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Any other, Anything else outside of that? Did you stop um, listening to Nickel Creek? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a little bit. In fact, I don't think I've listened to them all at all this week. Um, some of the stuff that we're going to talk about in the cover bands, I found, kind of refound some stuff. One of the ones I mentioned in a previous episode, the Miles Kennedy leave on. I thought we could play a little bit of that um, as a, you know talking about cover bands and right, just covers of songs. So um, other than that, not really anything. So what about you? So okay, so I'm gonna. Uh, I was listening to like two genres of music well not choose out maybe more of time period i should say so the first thing was i've been on, on an 80s kick for some odd reason so a lot of the stuff is the well-known stuff that everybody knows when you pop an 80s song on you know what it is but take on me take on me was one of them that came up 
<laughs> so I was on Twitter. I was checking out uh, our stuff and uh, someone mentioned Hyperactive by Thomas Dobley. Now, okay. we know Thomas Dobley from a song that he's done, but I'm not gonna, we're going to play that shortly. But the reason why the song came up is because someone was looking for a song that had a flute part in it. And this was the song that the person kind of responded with. So I'm going to just play it real quick. I'm going to share first. Can I share? Can you stop sharing, please? Sure. Uh, oh, there's the stop share button. <clears throat> cool. And I'm going to share my audio. And so just listen to it for a second. Sure. You'll see what I'm talking about. It's a short little thing, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of fun to listen to. It's like sure it's is. such anything. So I'm going to play this song that most people, most, and I say most because it's really going to be a generational thing, will kind of know. And I'm going to see if I can put it more in the middle of the song. But, you know, let's play it from the beginning. Here we go. such a fun song i was just it was just i like i know who he was but i didn't realize he did hyperactive and then as i was like right. oh let me just play the album and the song came up it's like oh that's who it is you know yeah i didn't make the connection yeah i didn't either that's too funny the next band though leads into the cover aspect of it so i'm gonna bring it up and i don't know if you may remember them because i remember listening to them around the time that you we, you and I and um, our friends were talking about different genres of music and all that stuff. So this group has, is a is known as a cover band, and that's what they do is they cover songs. Uh, and they have a very punk alternative music feel to their songs. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you their name, but I'm just going to see if you remember this at all. Um, I just want to find a... Let me give it, do a good one. So this is this is a good one. People smile and tell me I'm a lucky one, and we've just begun. Think I'm gonna have a son. You will be like she and me, as free as a dove. Come and see me, love. The sun is gonna shine above. Even though we ain't got money I'm so in love with you, honey Everything will bring a chain of love Do you remember us listening to this at all, ever? Oh, I don't. You know? Okay, so this is, or they are, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. Never heard of them. So they are, they do punk uh, covers of a lot of songs. And mm-hmm. when I mean by a lot of songs, they do everything from pop music to Broadway songs. 
Really? Yeah. So I'm going to play one of their Broadway songs. Um, I just have to be careful because they do mix in some explicit language into some of them, which I which is fine. So mm-hmm. this is so that album that I played that song from, which was Danny's song, was from this the album Have a Ball, which is probably like 1999, 2000 around. Okay. So this one is from Our Drag, which is they're all Broadway or like movie movie type songs. Now, I'm not saying you need to be a punk fan, a fan to listen to their covers. I just think they're fun. Yeah, they are. They're just they're upbeat. They're fun, you know. Yep. And they have a few albums. I think their last one that they put out was uh, back in. Um, hold on a second. Let me just double check. But uh, I, I, you know what made me think of it is when we were talking to Nick, and I think we mentioned me first in the gimme gimme's after we recorded the episode and we were talking briefly and I me- and I mentioned them he's like oh yeah yeah and they started that 1997 was their first album so that was have a ball which is the like pop song covers then our drag which was the mm-hmm. broadway and their la- last album they put out was 2014 so uh it was it was just I think they're fun so there's a reason why I want to talk about covers again but do you have a song you want to play? Uh, say your thing first, because I don't know if you're going in the same direction that I'm going. Okay, so I thought a little bit more about what Nick said mm-hmm. about covers and tributes. You have to be careful stuff. what Nick says, because he says some weird things. No, uh, no, 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 no. I was, I, I, I'm just, just, just a, he was at work today, and the words that came out of his mouth were, I've went to a clown's funeral. <laughs> I know I said you that. No, and but. It's been in my head all day, and I went, and then he goes shortly after his, I also went to a magician's funeral too. <laughs> anyway, hysterical. get back to what you're saying. But no, 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 it's okay. So, I I just think it's an interesting topic, and he does make a valid point that we don't want to uh, not listen to a band because they're a cover band, right? Right. And and we don't want to not listen to a band because they're a tribute band. Mm-hmm. I, I think part of what he was saying though, or what he was trying to say, was you could have a tribute band that performance-wise, they look phenomenal, mm-hmm. but may not sound as good as the original band. Right. In most cases, the tribute bands are pretty pretty darn close, mm-hmm. though, I've, I've, in my experiences. The cover bands, and I think what makes the cover bands unique, and, I, and I, this is why I chose me first in the Gimme Gimme's, is their ability to take a song and put it into their genre style. Right. So they are a punk group Mm -hmm. and they took all these songs and they've made them feel more punk, more alternative, more hard rock. And like and, and, you know, with social media nowadays, as as you kind of like sit in your room and you scroll things like there's a group, excuse me again, uh, there's a group on Instagram that does like Disney songs in that hard rock genre. And the idea is. I listen to standards, mm-hmm. right? I listen to 
Frank Sinatra. I listened to Dean Martin. I listened to Nat King Cole. I listened to all the Rat Pack. I listened to everybody from back in that day. Yeah. And the majority of them do all the same songs. Right. They're they're all just kind of jazz standards. They're all covering exactly. the same song. And and that's what I think is is amazing about the word. I never thought about it at that capacity. Because they all do it in their own way. Like Dean Martin does the songs that he does. And there's a few songs that he does that he does well because of his voice. And there are songs that Nat King Cole does well because of his voice. And some are written specifically for these artists. And I only bring up the standards because they're one of the many genre of songs or music that are covered by a lot of artists. Right. And a lot of times you have artists that are original artists or original pop artists and you know they put out a few albums and they're like you know what i'm going to put out a standards album i want to show my chops i want to show that i can sing this stuff sometimes they they are phenomenal and you're like oh my goodness i didn't know that they could do this and sometimes they don't they don't do very well Mm -hmm. you know and and it's just they had maybe poor production or it just didn't fit their voice or whatever the case may be and i think that it's just going back we should not you know, I make a joke that Long Island's all cover bands. Yeah. Because they, they pretty much are. Right, right. But think about it. If they were if there weren't cover bands, we as listeners, we wouldn't be able to hear this music mm-hmm. live. Right. Unless the band came to Long Island, which is far and few between. Yeah. A lot of people are yeah, not gonna sure. go in the city or travel out to go see them. Right. So I think I, I just wanted to reiterate iterate that cover bands are important. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great that they bring the genre, the, the music out, that Absolutely. they share the music, that they, they influence in their own way. They, mm-hmm. they m- might put the little twist in it or they may do it as close to the original as they can do. Right. And um, that's just kind of why I wanted to continue the conversation is to show that tribute bands are tough because those are more performance oriented mm-hmm. and you could find probably them on YouTube and stuff like that. But to find groups that specifically do covers i mean pentatonix is yeah. all covers that's that's true they do have a few originals they, that they yeah do, they do but i but mean they're known for their covers and they're their known for the covers yeah. same thing with acapella. yeah that, that's another acapella group yeah. that we used we listened to for oh, many sure, years yeah. and that that's all covers and, and they're still even around they too that. yeah and they're yeah they're still around they you know so that that's i just wanted to bring that back up and share that again and share the group and you know, as as we go along, I'm sure I'll find more and I'll, I'll happily share them out. So I don't know if you were in that going in that direction. No, or... I was going in a different direction. I, I think one of the things, at least that I've noticed and, and even with the songs that you played just tonight, um, the one thing that they have in common is that they're songs that are really well written. And I think that 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 kind of lends itself to the cover, you know, going back to, you know, what I what I said, you know, in the past, like. You can take any Bach piece and put it on any instrument and it'll sound okay. Right. You know, Bela Fleck did that in the early 2000s, I think, or maybe late 90s. You know, he took like Bach two-part inventions and Chopin etudes and he duetted it with another instrument and it all sounds great because it was well written. Um, this is, this, this is, I'm going to share my, my audio with you. Um, this is just another one of those songs and, and we could probably go into an episode just on this song and, and how many people have covered it i've right. never heard it covered quite like this before sure um so i'm gonna play a little bit of this but...
course, Bohemian Rhapsody, um, played by the Manazzle Brass, a, a group out of Vienna. Um, but, like, I mean, it's been covered by the Muppets, and it's been covered by, like, everyone. Right. Because it's a great song. And it's yeah. well right. written. Exactly. And, exactly. I, and I think it's, like, like and, and, like, if you think about all the covers, like the jazz standards, they're all written well. That's why people right. do them. You know? Right. And I think that's, I mean, look, th- think about, um, what was that movie? Um, oh, Yesterday. Uh, the, the When... That guy wakes up one day and the Beatles are gone, so he's playing all the Beatles tunes and they think that he wrote them. Like, and that's one of the reasons I don't like the Beatles, because their stuff is so well written. Like, <laughs> like you have to have something bad in there, like to like compensate right. for the good stuff. But you know, I, I, I find it, it boring because it's all so so good. Um, but yeah, right, I mean, I, I, you yeah. have to have something to mm, to hold up, and then. Then you have to find, I think, as a as a as a cover band to be relevant and to be good, you have to find like the chestnuts, you know, the ones that are right. that nobody knows about but are still really really well written. Um, and one of the ones that I, I was going to talk about, let me see if I can find it. I I like an idiot put all the the links in here without any titles. Well, uh, go um, find it. I'm. I just want to add, you know. We're, we're what, like 10 episodes in. This is our 10th episode, mm-hmm. right, which I'm probably repeating myself. But the reason why I'm saying this is that if you haven't noticed, the only thing that we know about when we're talking, Kyle and I, is the artist spotlight musician. Otherwise, we try to bring the music in like that we listen to during the week at that moment to kind of like bring up the conversation because I think that's the cool thing about it is that I can still bring stuff to you that you're just kind of like, what? Mm-hmm. And you'll bring stuff to me that's kind of like, what? And we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. So the fact that we're still able to do that. So that's part of what we want you to do too to, for us is follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram and be like, hey, you need to listen to them or you need to listen to this. Because mm-hmm. this is what we try to do even in our episodes. Yep. You know, like I said, the only ones that we know about is our art. Like I knew we were doing Mingo Fish Trap. That's the only thing right. I knew about. And and I, like you don't know what songs I'm going to share. You have no exactly. Idea. I don't know the songs you're going to share. So, exactly. yeah. Um, so this is, um, I mentioned this, I think, in, in the Nick episode. Um, this is Miles Kennedy covering an Elton John song. So Miles Kennedy, again, he, a couple of weeks ago, um, in fact, it was, it was the Nick episode. Um, he's the one that sang Watch Over You and that beautiful, you know, upper register that he's got. Um, but he was talking, he did this um, little kind of show for Sirius XM. And he um, he was talking about how when he moved, he remembers sitting in his station wagon listening to Elton John and driving across the country. And some of his favorite songs like Philadelphia Freedom and this one is called Leave On. Um, you know, they're kind of, they're, they're, I mean, Philadelphia Freedom is you know, a big one, but like Leave On, you might know if you heard it, um, mm-hmm. but this is his cover. So this is just acoustic guitar and, and Miles with a little bass pedal. Leave On his walls like a crown He calls his child Jesus Because he likes the name And he sends him to the finest schools in town Leave on, leave on likes his money This is written originally for piano and orchestra, and That's you know, a, yeah. taking it and, and being able to first off put it on a guitar like this, 
it takes some talent and then to, to make it what it is i mean it's just right. it's, and it, the performance is just a beautiful performance um it's just i don't know it's special so no and, and no it's, it's, it's a well-written it, piece it's it, but it's yeah one no of it's a really, that, yeah you know nobody yeah. knows about so it's, it's very good yeah um you know it's funny that made me think of another group which some people i think are starting to get to know but uh the piano the piano guys yeah yeah they're another great group to show how they there's normally it's just a pianist and a cellist mm-hmm. uh, they do have other people here and there that join in they do have a singer and they do these like crossovers of they choose a classical piece and then a mod like a modern pop song and they put them together or they just take some of the classical pieces and they put it to piano and cello mm-hmm. you know and, and it's a very it, it you know even though these are covers so i'm going to play one Kyle may not like part of the song. Oh, was it I'm Dave Matthews pl- Band? Uh, yeah, we're going to play one for a second, just, oh, just so you guys can hear it. Well, you know what, Kyle? It would be good if I could share my screen. <laughs> I turned off sharing. <laughs> so if you could allow me to share uh, the music with you, that would be fantastic. Uh, I turned off my sharing. Yeah, it's I think so- you did. You're good. That's just me not clicking it on, right on time. marching piece mm-hmm. which i know is your uh favorite it is sure it is yeah it is. so it. i'm gonna see if i can bring in the oath joy part i'm not sh- forget where it comes in we're gonna try it it's still not more marching but you get the idea like mm-hmm. the, they brought the two pieces together and they do ants marching Ode to joy and just another group that takes great songs mm-hmm. and puts their own twist on it yeah you know even some even some movie pieces you know they do indiana jones jurassic park theme song um you know they have, they have like one or two originals the pianist wrote us wrote one called all of me that's such a great piece uh, yeah it is so very well you know yeah. very well written song but it's just again it's just you don't think about it in the long haul. Like you're listening to music, but oh, I know this song. Oh, this person did the song. That means they're covering the song. Mm-hmm. Like we just, you know, you don't process it in that, in that way. But uh, you know, great way to share the music. Yeah, as, as I like to say. So I, I want to bring up one more. Um, Please do, because you brought up um, Dave Matthews Band, and even though Nick's not here, I got to bring up a Jacob Collier one because, <laughs> um, you know, this is so he covered um, "All Night Long" by Lionel Richie. Um, and it's really interesting because he does so like he'll cover it, but he also does a lot of reharmonization. And um, so Jacob Collier is God. I, I want to do an episode about him, but he's a lot to he's a um, lot to take in, and there's a yeah. lot to explain. And I don't have I don't have the brain power to do it right now. Um, so he has reharmonized this, and there are parts in the song where he goes. So in, in our in our um, Western music, we have 12 notes, right? So we have essentially 12 different keys that we can play into. 
Jacob is um, out of his mind, and he will go in between those 12 different keys and transpose things into, like, G half sharp um, to make it sound different. Um, but he'll also reharmonize some other stuff to make it sound more Jacob-like. Um, but this is this is the all night long. This is off of Jesse Volume 1, um, where he had the, the Metropole Orchestra. And, and we were talking a little bit about this one, the Metropole Orchestra, when he was doing Jesse, because he was trying to find an orchestra that could kind of keep up with his improvisational skills. And this is one of the few orchestras that could keep up with that sort of, hey, I'm going to do this, just kind of follow me. Um, stuff, but this is just a little bit of, of uh, All Night Long by Jake. All night, 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 so I love that last little bit because he reharmonizes every single chord. And in the video, if you watch, he puts up the actual chord that he that they're playing. So like it's, it's just crazy, crazy jazz chords um, in this very kind of simple Lionel Richie tune. So that's too funny. Um, That's, but it's so good. Yeah, and he's got um, I can't remember the vocal group that he's got, but the the they're just there's such a tight harmony in the in the the vocals. Um, Come join the fun, it's a merry go uh, it, It's just so tight and together. It's just amazing, and the bass is just so rich and resonant. It's amazing. But but and there's so many la- layers. Yes, yes, which and that's. And, which is crazy to yeah. me that which like I when you said it's so dense when I went to go listen to it mm-hmm. I listened to the first two songs of the album and I was like that's intense mm-hmm. but a good intense yeah. not a bad yeah, intense yeah. it's definitely a good intense but it's like wow yeah like sis, yeah the one that he's known for is Moon River and like he sings I think there were at one point there's like 46 parts going on at the same time and it's all him it's all him vocally singing 46 parts and it's just the layering and just yeah yeah no i i totally got i remember like so i was when i first got into him like like jesse one jesse two they're all kind of i think they're 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 listenable in in terms of like if you just want to put it on the background right, right, right i think it's okay but when i got to jesse three like the first two tracks there was just so much going on in, in a good way <laughs> But yeah. like I, I listened to the first five minutes and I had to take a break. I was like, I, I don't even know what just happened. Right, right, and that but, and that's that. That's why like, like we can do an episode just on one song, yeah. just dissecting yeah. the one song. Absolutely. So, talking about harmonies, just for the heck of it, I just want to throw this one song out there. So if you could do me a, a favor and unshare as soon as I stop drinking. No, 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 no. Do it while you're drinking. Just don't <laughs> spill it all over your stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> So just because we're talking about harmonies and he's talking about one man doing multiple parts, we're just talk about two guys for a second. And I don't know what you're gonna tell you, you're gonna you're gonna hear it and you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. That's me. Well, 
when they go up and do those there's two notes uh-huh. it just sounds amazing yep so i yep. just had, had to share that well you know they, they did some covers too right um let me let me uh they did uh they did uh what was it um are you looking for the one from uh, Rocky Horror Picture I've, Show? No, no, a different one actually. That's another uh, good one. That's um, a good one. Let me get back to sharing my my stuff. Um, I think this is the cool Can't you see? He's the man. Let me hear you applaud. He is more than a man. He's a shiny golden god. If you think it's time to freaking rock and freaking roll out of control, well then you know you've got to rock the block. You freaking sock, my freaking. Cause when you so that's all classical music you know it's, it's I, I, Bach yeah, and Beethoven yeah. it's it's and they're covering it as a rock and roll piece and it's awesome and I love Tenacious D so yeah. the this lead so the, the reason why I wanted to really talk about the tribute and cover again is because of their song tribute <laughs> which we really can't play it because it's ex- explicit, explicit. Yeah, it is. Yep. But it talks about that the song that they're singing isn't the song that they meant to <laughs> it, wanted to sing. It's just a tribute. And right. to me, it's just it's like the ultimate like, hey, listen, we're doing a cover. Uh, it may not be what you're used to, right. but we love the song so much that this is our tribute to it. Yep. That so that 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 was the other thing that yeah, yeah. led into it. That's why I waited till the end. It's it's then. funny. I, I I actually brought them up today. Where there's a, I was talking about dealing with the devil, and uh, and I, I and Nick goes, "Aren't you worried about the devil?" I said, "No, I watched Tenacious D. I know how to fight him." <laughs> That's hysterical. So, All right, yeah. I have no more to say on the topic. No but more to say. As you. Are, as the listeners listen, if, if you have more conversation you want to add to it, yeah, absolutely. hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, and we'll totally uh, have that conversation. Yep. Oh, right. I, I just totally forgot. They, they did a Beatles cover. They did the end of the, the second side of Abbey Road. Oh, and they also did, um, oh, it's the song by the, the brothers. The, the, uh, but I can't remember the song name now. This is really bad. Uh, it's on YouTube. I don't know if they have it out anywhere else. Um, let me pull up their account really quick. Yeah, but uh, uh, and then we'll and then we'll get into Mingo Fishtrap. Who does is his music all original? No, right? Mingo. Uh, most is, of the stuff is original. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Then he, I'm just um, thinking of. S- he does some covers. I, I, that's what I thought, but I, I can't original. find the song that you're looking for. So I'm sorry. No, don't. It's the it's the song uh, on my I'm it's on the tip of my tongue and this is it's gonna I'm gonna be so embarrassed when you bring it up and I can't remember the <laughs> yeah I'm look, I, at least it's on their YouTube channel that, that I can find it is it's a black and white video it's a black it's and two white of them. video Ky- Kyle's holding the guitar Jack Black the one has long hair it's the uh, um, more than words more than words oh yeah no that's it's not it's uh, they do it with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, I thought it, that was. No, I saw Jim, one was just them. It, oh, it was with Jimmy Fallon. Okay. Jimmy, well, the one I know is Jimmy Fallon and Jack Black. Oh, I saw one with Kyle Gass and. Uh, unless okay. I'm thinking of a different song, and it's just okay. Anyway, anyway, just to your point though. Yes. That those covers, check out their you their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And then yep. they did this really cool thing during the pandemic where 
they put videos of listeners doing the song tribute. Yes. And and I think that is so and, awesome. And, and like lip syncing it, really. Right, right. It was, yeah. They weren't really performing it. It was still the right. original. Well, that's, yeah, lip syncing, right. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> such a great group. I'd we could talk about them on a fun episode one day. Yeah, absolutely. So fun, yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, there's there's the whole comedy and music, too. Flight of the Concords is another one that we need to get into, I right. think. Um, I look at Weird Al Yankovic. I oh, mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, he's a huge proponent to that. Like, yep. it, a lot of it. Hugh Laurie, again, you know, yeah, bringing up. Right, right. You know, his song Mystery is, is just a great, great little tune. Right. All right. So, Mingo all right. Fish Trap. Mingo Talk. Fish Trap. So, um, I found Mingo Fish Trap years and years ago. This is probably early 2000s, I found them. They were, I was just, I was on iTunes and I, th- somehow their name came up in iTunes and I was. When you see a name like Mingo Fish Trap, you're like, I gotta check this out. I don't know what they're all about, but we need to we need to check them out. And they're a unique group. So it's um, Roger Blevins who is the the lead singer and the guitarist. Um, then there's Dane Farnsworth who plays the keys, uh, Chip Vinayas on the drums, Aaron Hatmaker on the bass. Uh, it was actually originally um, before Aaron. It was Roger Blevins' dad, Roger Blevins Senior, that was playing the bass, which is kind of cool. That's um, awesome, and there's Dan Beckold and Steve Butts on the horns, um, and it's a, it's a, he's such a unique group because there's there's aspects of like hip hop and rap and then funk and soul and there's just so much there's so much for everyone. Um, I've never had the the opportunity to see them live, um, and I th- like they haven't had any releases like f- full on releases in several years. I know Roger's still writing. He does some stuff like on um, Instagram videos and stuff. Um, he's just a great writer, and I love. There, there's several shows of um, Mingo Fish Trap on YouTube that I've I've watched, and he is just all about spreading love through music. Like that's right. the whole point of his show. You know, he loves music and he wants to share that love with everyone. And the first thing he does is, you know, he calls everyone up to the front of the stage, like get up here, like you're not going to sit in the back. And we're going to have a good time. And there was the one show that I think we mentioned at one point where he did cover a Stevie Wonder tune. You know, it was uh, Love's in Need of Love because he really believed that at that point in time in the world, that's what we needed. And I right. kind of agree with him. I mean, yeah. I think you'd say we still need it now. Um, but so, um, you know, there's just some of the reviews um, of, of this uh, of this group. So this is from uh, the Pop Break. This is just a little review um, so it says this, this is directly off of their website. So this all in guns blazing spirit they seem to share on stage is blessed live treatment for their really beautiful, sophisticated type of dance soul music. You can mix any trap by Mingo fish trap in a playlist with anyone from Robert Randolph to galactic to Desh, to Deshian trucks. And that's, I mean, that, that's absolutely right. I mean, they're, they're it's just such a broad spectrum you know, Austin, Texas doesn't have trombone shorty. The sub dudes are the dirty dozen brass band like New Orleans does, but they have Mingo Fish Trap. And they're just as funky and soulful as those bands with a healthy dash of Motown tossed into their pot. I mean, th- this, is, this is exactly who they are. There's just so much um, to, to them. Uh, I'm going to play just a little bit of the first um, track that I ever heard of them. Um, let me bring it up. Am I still sharing my audio? Yeah, you're good. You're still cool. sharing. Um, so this is from an album called From the Private Bag. This is my favorite album by them. 
Um, this is one I kept going back to when I was listening to them. Yeah, such a great album. yeah. I love it because it's just there's some studio stuff and then there's some live stuff. Right. Um, but the very first um, track I heard was a track called Poison Ivy. Um, and you and it's got that kind of hip hop influence and it's got some horns and it's got some funk and it's it's got a mixture of everything and it really kind of pulls you in I think. This is like kind of like my my sweet spot when it comes to music. It's just it's just a lot of you know intricate rhythms and you know horn parts and just kind of a really deep groove, um, and they do it so so well. It it I I don't play bass, and it makes me want to get on stage and pretend I know how to play bass. <laughs> yep. yep. Like, you know it does. It makes you want to. It you know I think whether you're a dancer or not, it just makes you want to move. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just it. it and most of the songs, I mean, majority, 95% of them are like that. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I say 95% because he do, does have a few like slower songs. And, yeah. You know, they're not like, but uh, but I agree 100%. It, there's well, a you, lot you, of. You can't have, you, you've got to have a little bit of diversity and, and right. that. And, you know, as much as these guys get up and move during their shows, like there's got to be a time for them to breathe a little bit. Exactly. And your audience. Otherwise, you, you, you can tire your audience out. You know, I've seen Tower of Power shows where. You know, when Larry Braggs was with them, like if you're not standing the, and dancing the whole time, like Larry will call you out on stage and bring you up and make you do it in front of everyone. You know, and it gets to a point where it's like you're exhausted by the time you leave the show. <laughs> I mean, because they're just they're just on you're, fire every second. You're exhausted when you just listen to their music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like and, color, there's and, so much yeah. going on, and they're just there's just a lot of fun. You know, right, right, exactly. And yeah. uh, you know, he definitely or the group Mingle Fish Trap definitely brings that out and. Uh, no, I, I have to say, when you first told me, like, Mingo Fishtrap, like, the name just was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and and then I found them on on uh, I, I, iTunes, and I was just like, okay, no, totally. Like, I yep. I get it. I totally yep. get it. You know, don't judge a book by its cover, Chris, or CJ, whatever yeah, I am yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't do it this time. Uh, no, no, it, it was myself. <laughs> Apparently, when I talk to myself, it's Chris, but when everybody else, I'm CJ. No, but, like, it, I totally took a moment and said, you know, you went by the name. Don't go by the name. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, and, and, but what's funny is the name is what drew me in. I, I went, what is this? What is this? Nonsense? Well, yeah. You know? Well, it's like, it's like Mr. Bungle. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that's a whole other conversation. Yep. And if you know, Mr. Bungle, you'll understand what we're talking about. But mm-hmm. it's that idea is like, Mr. Bungle, what is this going to be? Right. And then you listen to Mr. Bungle. And you're just like, oh, oh, it's this. <laughs> yes. Whereas yeah. it was the same thing. Like being a fish trap is like, I didn't expect it to go in the direction that it did. Right. You right. know what I'm and, saying? Like, I expect I it to be it. more abstract. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, so just getting back to, you know, you, you love in their bass part. Let me see if I can cue up the actual groove in this. This is um, the, the piece that they're probably most well known for. This is a piece called Bitter Honey. Um, Down 
such a, a great groove um and then a little bit later on when the horns come in like this is not bach but the counterpoint between the bass and the horn part it's just it's just so cool just take a listen to this Baroque, but it's not. It's 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 still that same kind of feel, but just kind of modern. And you know, and that's what I love. It's finding this, finding the classical music in this modern stuff is so neat. You know, when you know kind of what's going on. Like it's this is this is a Bach two part invention or three part invention because it's you know a little more more horns, but that's all it is. But it's it's that that interplay between all the different voices, which I, I absolutely adore. I I agree with you about the horns. And how they come in with the bass line. And I think that's phenomenal. And it's funny. I, I'm i a... All right. I'm going to... This is... I like vinyl. I yes. like to listen to certain things on vinyl. It's mm-hmm. just... There's something about it. This is a group. I would look for this album on vinyl. Yeah. So I can pop it in and listen to it. Like, there's a few things. Like, that's the thing. Like, there's certain songs that you're listening to it. And I don't have like the best vinyl player. I need to get a better one. But mm-hmm. just the idea of hearing this with the crackle and pop on the vinyl because it still comes through a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they're because they're done a different way now, it's different, but they, you still get that kind of feel. But I they, no, yeah. they're there it's Mingo Fish Trap is is a lot of fun. Yeah. That, yeah absolutely. Yeah, the songs you played are great. I don't I can't pick out any that I can think of because I just kind of listen through them. Mm-hmm. But um, so you said you liked uh, from the private bag. From the private bag is my favorite. I think right. it's it's their their best album. Um, On time is another good album. They've got it's. I don't think it's as solid from top to bottom. Right. But um, some of their their other big hits, um, like Mason Jar, is a big one, which is actually what I was just about to play a little bit of. Um, Mason Jar is a song that he wrote. So when he was a kid. Um, he was he would always go to his grandmother's house and he'd always hear about um all the guys making moonshine in the these little mason jars so he found a mason jar in his grandmother's basement and he took a big swig of it but it wasn't moonshine it was bacon fat oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me cough just thinking about it here's a little bit of of mason jar Where the grass is greener, the sugar sweeter when she come around. But my tongue is tired cause I'm a little shy and the words just can't be found. 
And I need a bit of encouragement to hit that shooting star Up to my lip and just a little nip off that magic mason jar story about you know how he, he was always he always heard that you know grandma's mason jar made everything taste better right so we always thought it was moonshine that's but it was really true. just bacon fat that's great i have to say what i think is interesting because i as you know from previous episodes I, I i bring this up once in a while so their first album 1997 is considered r&b and soul yep then their 2000 album which is the one we both like from the private bag r&b and soul mm-hmm. then you go to their two um I'm sorry. Yes. The 2005 album and it jumps to pop. So they're not, so it's not considered RB and soul. And then their 2011 stasis pop. But what I think is interesting is the on time one, which we just played that where you just played the Mason jar one jam bands. That's how it's coming <laughs> wow. up as genres on Apple music. I'm not saying it's the same across the board, mm-hmm. but I think, I think that's very interesting how, his genre in the sense of how he's uh, marketed or produced or whatever right changed over the time like there was pop which you know for me I, I think part of it is me getting past the fact that when I hear pop music I think more of what's on the radio and and our guilty pleasures as you would say like like our you know justin timberlake or and i'm not saying that they're bad musicians i'm not saying that at all right i classify those as pop music because it's popular Mm -hmm. music but i classify that as pop because it has a certain feel to the music whereas i wouldn't classify them as pop because it doesn't have that feel but that's just me break like trying to place something that i don't need to place so here here's the interesting thing and i this maybe is a better question to ask nikki about um so like when I when I published this podcast, like when I when I was setting up all this stuff, like Apple asked me like, hey, like what genre is your podcast? Like what 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 is the what is this about? So I got to choose. You know, it's about music. Cool. Right. Like when you submit stuff to to the um, the gods that hold your music that you know supply it to your Apple Music and your Spotify's, like is that a choice? Like is he physically saying? I want this album to be listed as pop or do they listen to it and go, Oh, this is pop. I see. You what know, you're saying. Where, so like where, who makes that decision? Cause I mean, if you think about it, maybe he marketed some of those albums as pop because it's a bigger category. Maybe he'd have a better chance of being found. And you know what? You That's know? a very valid and a very interesting, co- like, so I, yeah, perspective since Nikki's, Nikki's done that sort of stuff. Like he, he's done that submission process. I've never done it through Spotify and I've done it for the podcast, but I've never done it for music specifically. There might be a process where it says, Hey, what genre do you want to stick this in? So I'll, so it might I'll be an to, artist's choice. I have to pick his brain and I'll also pick his friend's brain. Who's the movie composer that I know we'll talk to at some point. Mm-hmm. And just ask them out of curiosity because he throws up albums that are not movie related. They're just albums, instrumental music or whatever. I'll right. ask them out of curiosity and see if I can get an answer for next week. But that's a good question. And I didn't think about it in that way. You're absolutely right. It could have been mm-hmm. a marketing thing to put the music more in front of people versus right. staying in this jam bands, 
genre where mm-hmm. it may not make it onto the radio. Yeah, because I mean, it could just be a you know a play to get you know because now he's in several different genres. Like maybe that that was part of it, or or maybe it was, you know, hey, more people look at pop music, and I have a better chance of being seen because there are more eyes and more people looking through it. But then maybe he said, well, maybe I'm better off in jam bands because, like, that's you know that sort of an audience is right. what we do like live. Maybe they're going to look into that. Maybe they'll like us more. And then I don't know. I mean, that could be you know, and, and it's interesting because we're talking about an album from 2014. So much has changed. In music, right. and it's not just the 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 writing, the composition, the production, and the production, not the prediction, the production, and all that stuff. It's it's, it's a consumption, the, right? The consumption and how we're listening yep. to it. You have you have satellite radio, you have YouTube. People just play their YouTube videos. There's just playlists. Of, you know, mm-hmm. may, you may not be watching yep. the, the video, but you're listening to a song. And then you have Apple Music, Spotify. Mm-hmm. You have what is it? Rune. Rune. Well, so yeah, Rune. Rune is a way to, to do your private music list and tie in title and co okay. but but like all know. these different ways to mm-hmm. listen to music. You're, it, you know, it's interesting how I would love to hear from somebody who knows a little bit more about this. If you're out there and you're listening to this and you know and you have some insight, please mm-hmm. yep. message us on Twitter, message us on Instagram, email us. Just, just let us know. We're just curious because mm-hmm. we're not like Kyle said, we're not there in that aspect. You know, we may perform, we may do our stuff, but we're not putting music out there where we have to label it, right? Because our music that we're doing is already labeled because it's classical half the time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's uh, you know, it's very interesting. But <clears throat> at the same time, it's I still you could still even if the 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 feel um, not the feel, but if the genre of music did change for him over those albums. Mm-hmm. His feel of who he is as a composer or the group as a as a group and as players doesn't change. No. Like you know it's them. Yeah. And that's what I think is very cool is that mm-hmm. whether you choose a song from nineteen ninety seven or a song from two thousand fourteen, you're gonna be able to say, Oh yeah, that that that's gotta feel a big a bingo fish trap. Like you can tell that mm-hmm. they're together. That it's the same group. So yeah, they're they're they're, they're a lot of fun to listen to. I actually yep. I'm they may be on my list for tomorrow. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Tower power was on my list the other day talking about energy. I was doing some yeah. cleaning in the garage and I was like, let me throw some tower power on an hour yep. went by and I was like, Oh, all right. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, uh, and this is like, so this is the time of year. Like, like when, when windows start to go down in the car as I'm driving, you know, it's, it's tower power time. It's, you know, Mingo fish trap time, but you don't listen um, to music in the car. You said, I don't, um, typically, <laughs> Uh, well, I used to. I used to listen to it a lot, but these days I don't. Um, but yeah, th- this is the time of year I start pulling out the, the funk and the soul, a lot. Makes sense, you know. You you it's it it's nice because you can open up the windows and pump the music up a little bit higher, so it's not killing yep. your ears while you're listening. Mm-hmm. You know, I've definitely yep. gotten in my car before with friends, plugged my phone in, and I'm blowing their ears out because I forget how loud my music is. Yep. You know. Um, but no, he's he. Uh, they're great, and so Mingo Fishtrap is the band, not the individual, right? So but, Roger Blevins is the individual. Right. He's got a couple solo projects that he's working on. Um, you know, he's a song or two out solo wise, but yeah, the band is called Mingo Fishtrap. He is Roger Blevins, and I think that's what threw me off is like when you said Mingo Fishtrap, I totally took that as a stage name. 
<laughs> which it could totally be a stage yeah, name. It could be, yeah. And and when you said, "Oh no, it's a group of this people," I was like, "Oh, that makes a little bit more sense now." <laughs> this just goes to show you that when we share each other's music, you know, Kyle's doing the deep dive. I'm just listening so I can talk to him about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this was my pick, so you know. No, yeah, you know, so. You know your your stuff. I have to you know do a deep no. I I no. I know. But, or or we have a an idea, but we try to keep it uh, as as far away from each other as possible to yeah make it more interesting. Yeah. Or so you and, can stump me and make me sound like I don't know what I'm talking about in the middle. Um, <laughs> and I have to say, like, like being that we're we're ten episodes in, like I I thought you know uh, you know this first season we were gonna hit. Like a lot of my my staples, my Tower of Powers, my Bela Flex, my Victor Wootens. Like Mingo Fishup really isn't one of my staples because they don't have a lot of stuff out. Right. You know, but like like we we haven't touched any of my staple musics, you know, because the, the the groups that I always turn people towards are the more popular groups. And I, you know, we haven't touched them. We've done the more obscure artists. All right, we'll that's we'll get of, there, though, because I'm yeah, on the we'll same absolutely pages get that. there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I listen, and, I tend to listen to Victor Wooten far more often than, than I, I probably talk about. Uh, I haven't mm-hmm. listened to Bela Fleck in a while, but he's on my list more often than mm-hmm. I talk about. You know, but I totally agree with you, and it, it, it's yep. it, it's interesting though, and and the, it's cool because, you okay? We still have to talk about Dave Matthews Band. And yeah, I, we do. And I know that a little of that has gotten changed just because uh, Rachel's very busy at this time mm-hmm. and it's hard yeah. to line up an, another interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still think it would be fun to do that, but we may, we, if she's busy, we may have to do an episode or part episode and have you discuss your thoughts in Dave Matthews. Absolutely. I'm, I'm willing to do it because now I'm, I'm able to f- put into words why I don't like it when I right. feel better about that. Um, because before it was like, oh, I just don't like it, and I don't know why. Like, like now, like I've sat and I've listened, not a lot, but I I can actually say this is why I do not like it. This is what I would do differently if I were him, and this yeah. is what it would I would this is what would make me like it more. Totally, I so. get it. But uh, then and then we'll just talk about the Beatles to make you even more pull out your beard. <laughs> Or we could talk about movies that use yes. songs to yes to uh, yeah. So that's a little foreshadowing for season two. <laughs> um, is is you know getting some soundtracks and I'm I'm excited for that one. And then I don't know what else. I mean, there's, there's so much we want to do. Like uh, this is, and because this is a jumping off part. Oh, oh my goodness, a jumping off point. It wouldn't be an episode unless I messed up words or something. Yeah. <laughs> A jumping off point and we're in our 10th episode we have yes we do we i think um we've just opened up a floodgate of stuff that we're going to be able to uh to talk about and 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 share and, yep you know and as as listeners start giving us some chat on on twitter and instagram it's going to just get any even bigger and we're going to grow more with the amount of music we'll be able to share yep yep and i, I wasn't able to work this in um until just now so you know, when we were talking about, you know, recording tonight because of your voice, you know, th- what I told you was uh, uh, give me some time so I can get some <laughs> some good puberty one-liners in. Um, and I had a hard time fitting in the puberty one-liners. Um, but but since you mentioned not being able to talk, I found, I found a great quote. Um, and it says, puberty, the awkward age when a child is too old to say something cute and too young to say something sensible. 
I think that's, that sums you up wow. perfectly. Tonight, uh, you know, <laughs> with my with the hoarseness in my voice from my allergies. Yep. That's that's. Yep. Uh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. No no, that's, that's great. I and, and I, <laughs> I have one more surprise for you, please. Um, so so <laughs> full of surprises tonight. <laughs> um, so I got a message um, from from one of our our listeners uh, wanting to hear you sing, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. And I didn't tell you this, but I was able to actually find a recording of you singing. No. Uh, yes. So um, oh, because so here's just just a little bit. <laughs> My voice was high and screechy, my hair was lank and freaky, I walked around the school feeling full on totally geeky, but the thing I hated most when I went to the dance was getting dragged across the lawn in my underpants. <laughs> which, which, whose line is that from? That's from the Drew Carey one. Uh, that's Greg Proops. That's I knew it was Greg Proops. I just wanted to know which one. That, that was very well. Yeah. So, <laughs> I've been trying to fit that in since the very beginning of the episode. That's and hysterical. <laughs> as soon as you played it and, and his voice, because I was like, first off, I've never done anything where people are clapping like that. And then when Greg Proops' voice came in, I was like, oh my goodness, that's too funny. So I, it sounds just like you. It's hysterical. Well, tonight it would be <laughs> the way I'm, the way I'm talking. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's great. So yeah. Uh well, I, I think on that note, <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. It was awesome. Uh, do you want to read the closing? Uh, w- would you feel better if I read the closing because of your voice? Oh, oh, it doesn't matter to me. But what are we gonna play at the end? Do you have a Do you have a? I was gonna do um, another Mingo Fish Trap unless you have no 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 that's perfect. Do. I was thinking yeah, the same I was gonna play um, Sugar Doo by by Mingo Fish Trap to close us out. So how about how about you read the closing tonight? All right. If you don't have it up, I'll read it. I have it. I have okay. it up. I I'm, I don't have it up. Okay. You're no, right. I <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Turn on the Music the podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Follow us on Twitter at Turn on the Music and on Instagram at Turn on the Music Podcast. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. And now let's enjoy a little bit of Sugar Doo by Mingo Fish Trap. Somebody told me one time, baby, don't try too hard. You never make it anyway. Oh, I know, but they don't understand. I really don't give a damn about the whole dirty scam and crooked sham. And the fame of just one man. Sugar, do what you're gonna do.